Welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of Father and Dad, where we give you a candid, inside look at the shared journey of a seminarian on his path to fatherhood and his dad. I'm Dad, P.J. Carraher. And I'm Father, God willing, uh, Stephen Carraher, his son. Yes, yes, God willing, and actually uh, um, another step along the way uh, happened. So this is, let's step back a second. This is your... Second year of seminary. So this is my second year of theology. Or theology, sorry. So this is yeah. this is technically my fourth year of seminary. Because you did the yeah. two years of, so did of philosophy. Two years of philosophy before you get into theology. So in total, I'm on the six-year track. So there's the yeah. six-year track, the eight-year track, there's the seven-year, there's yeah. a lot of different tracks. Well, let's, let's, let's just talk about that just real briefly to yeah. set that. So the, the eight-year track is for someone who comes out of high school and yep. is discerned. Fair, I mean, because you go through a level of discernment there, but it's like, hey... Uh, you want to go along that path, so you go to college, you do your four-year ch- college, and you get a major in philosophy? Yeah, so you basically, yeah, you come out of high school, if, you know, some guys come out of the high school and they're like, you know, maybe I'll try this out, see if this is for me. So mm-hmm. college seminary is a lo- little less commitment, a little less serious. Mm-hmm. Um, very often dioceses will, I know our diocese has you pay for the first couple of years, Okay. basically it's, it's you know... I think more men should go to college seminary. I think it's a it's an excellent well, experience. You yeah, know, because it's more than just going to seminary. It's broad, oh, yeah. broadening out or, or yeah, broadening is not the right word, but yeah, yeah. It's you're 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 kind of building up uh, virtues, and yes. that's some, that's something that's kind of rare in college these days. You know, when you when you kind of go off and start living by yourself, yeah. all the all the bad habits start kicking in. So yeah. it's really it's a very helpful thing to to enter in college, even if like you know, even if you're just. You know, on the edge, like maybe you know, yeah. I want to be open, but maybe, but I've there's been a, so much fruit that's come from college seminarians yeah. who who just have been very generous with their time and yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's the eight year track. If you that's come the eight year track, and so then the school. versus the six year track was what you're on. So you yeah. went through, you completed college. So I completed college outside of seminary. Right. I got a degree in math and computer science at yeah. Indiana University, and then after sem- after college, I decided to enter seminary. So instead of going back to college and getting a four-year degree <laughs> in philosophy, yeah. uh, they what they do is they have a pre-theology program where yeah. you go study philosophy at a grad level for two years. Okay, And then uh, depending on what seminary you go to, you might get a master's in philosophy. A lot of places will just do a certificate of philosophy. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, and uh, then that's then you go off to theology, and everybody right. everybody ends up in theology. Everybody spends four years studying theology at well, the end. Well, but not only everybody ends up in theology, but I think an important point that you're making there too is that we make sure that you know philosophy, mm-hmm. that the two go hand in glove, that yeah. reason leads mm-hmm. us to that leads mm-hmm. us to faith, but reason and faith our go faith hand. is reasonable. Is the, thank you. Our yeah. faith is reasonable, mm-hmm. and I I think. That's one thing I think people don't necessarily understand is that you guys, the, the priests, they're, they're well-grounded in philosophy yeah. before mm-hmm. they even yeah. go on. And and it's, and, yeah, it's so important, too. So much of philosophy was just trying to figure out how people think nowadays and yeah. like what the origin of thought is. And it's it's, yeah. it's really enlightening going through all those courses and, and just realizing, like, oh, wow, we think about that. Like, what yeah. we're dealing with now isn't a new thing, per se. Like, these are no. ideas that people have been wrestling with for millennia and it's yeah. it's really it's it's humbling to see it because you you understand that you're just kind of like a little small piece in this whole discussion but <laughs> you're part of a continuing yeah, though exactly. i mean we're not we're not discovering things necessary we're not the first ones to discover yeah. oh, some no, stuff no no yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely and we think it's all like really revolutionary but um but yeah no it's it's very important to and it's really important too in the context of catholicism because you know our faith is 
it's a faith we have a we have a faith of revelation you know we don't yeah. we don't believe that we figured out all, the, all these truths that we've received because we thought about it really hard you know we received something from yes. god and but god has also given us reason so what we've received we can ponder and we can think about and we can understand the implications of what we've received but you have to have both sides of the coin you have to understand that what we've received from god is complete grace but yeah. we also have to understand that what we receive we can ponder and think about it yeah. and that's that's kind of the work of philosophy as well as theology yep. as well and like you said they go hand in glove so yeah. you really can't study ph- theology i think well unless you have a good uh, philosophical basis yeah. to do it you know that's that that'll probably be a whole other episode because I want to. That's not our, even our topic, but yeah, those are very good things because those are some things. But um, so I wanted to cover that just to paint the picture of where you're at. So now you are second year um, in theology. In theology, mm-hmm. after having done the two years in mm-hmm. philosophy, yep. and so along the way, and I'm learning all of these. I didn't know all of these things because all of a sudden you're like telling mom and me, "Hey, there's going to be installation mass. Mm-hmm. Do you want to watch it on the on video?" Yeah, I think I, I'm sorry. I, I texted you. I texted you the. I think hours before the actual. Yeah, mass. it was hours, and actually, mom and I had a conflict, but we went back and we watched. Yeah, we good. watched it on, uh, and it was actually a nice. The video was done well. Uh, oh, actually, okay. the uh, the the perspective we could see everything on the altar, and, the, and we could hear things. Good, okay. And uh, so installation. So now you're in your second year. What do you? What we talked about your candidacy, yes, which did. was right at the start of going into, into theology. Theology. Mm-hmm. So now you're a candidate, and now you're installed. I am now a lector. Installed as a lector. Okay. Yes. So uh, tell us about that. What, is, what does that mean? So the bishop was there. Yeah. So uh, the bishop came into our seminary uh, mm. and had uh, we had a nice mass, as you said yeah. earlier. It's called an installation mass uh, where we were, uh, me and my class were installed to the ministry of lector. Mm-hmm. And what that means is, uh, well, it's kind of funny. We had a little conversation with uh, all the priest formators at uh, Sacred Heart about what lector actually means. And <laughs> the, he, they were telling us a story of one one seminarian, a little cynical seminarian. He's like, <laughs> and they were talking about, he was asked the question, well, you know, what does lector mean? You know, what does lector mean? He's like, well, you know. Not really much. <laughs> and, That's nice. And, and and in some sense it's true, in some sense it's not. It's 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 not the full thing. So I'm I'm not I'm not a priest yet. I'm not a yeah. deacon yet. I can't celebrate the sacraments. I can't. Uh, I'm not allowed to proclaim the gospel. But in 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 a setting of in a liturgical setting, I'm as an installed lector. I'm technically the quote unquote preferred uh, reader right. in in the assembly. Um, now that doesn't mean that I can't, you know, every time that I go to mass, I have to read or. No, know, no, no, no. To. But it means if, if you're in a, if there's a situation and there's nobody else there who's a lector, mm-hmm. you'd be the preferred person. To oh, yes. But, it, and it doesn't mean that every time I go to Sunday mass, it's you have to. more that I have to do it or, you know, that I, you know, that now all the. All, Stevens here. The He's whole, yeah, the whole, the whole lector <laughs> situation at St. Thomas More has gone crazy. No, no. but it's, it, it's, it, it's a ministry. So there's a special certain commissioning that's, that's happened. So I, I've been commissioned by the bishop to uh, reflect and pray with the word of God and to proclaim it and to teach others. So, so let, yeah, let's let's talk about there. So, was there how much for, what formation went into this? Yeah. So, th- honestly, this is just it's the continuing formation of seminary. So, it's not like we took a class on like, okay uh, how to lecture. That makes we, sense. We did we did have. Um, a couple of formation sessions where we talked about the responsibilities of a lector. So mm-hmm. uh, the chief of, chief among them is to uh, study scripture and to yeah. proclaim it and teach it, yeah. which 
since we're in seminary, that's what we're doing constantly. Well, so. yeah, well, it's a, but it's important for you to be familiar with the texts that you're reading to understand oh, the context absolutely. Uh, that it's mm -hmm. in. Because uh, to me, a good a good lector is somebody who's you know gone through, understands mm -hmm. the context, mm -hmm. because that comes through as you're reading. It does, yeah, it really does. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. It, it's very important to understand what you are reading if you're proclaiming it. So that yeah. and that requires and and people can sense that authenticity. Too. Yes, yes. There's there is something. There's a certain grace that flows from that, especially somebody who who lives his life fully in the Word of God. Yes. Uh, so so being a lector, there's like a it's it's like an additional weight and responsibility that's placed on me to study that word and to proclaim it authentically and worthily mm -hmm. and well. Um, but that said, like I said before, it's not like the it's this it's a, it's a step towards the priesthood, right? But it's not it's not an ordination, you know. Correct. It's, but it's that's why a, that's why I wanted to cover it. Okay, yeah. here because you had your candidacy your yep. before your first year. Now you had had this. Um, there's two paths I'm going to go. One is the laity, and then the other is the rest of your steps. Let's yeah. go laity. So laity. Um, is this something, so this mass was of course for seminarians, but is this like a mass that's ever like done to do, 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 do places, do dioceses do that where they'll install the laity? Well, I, or believe, I believe it is, it is possible. I'm trying to think of dioceses. I, I don't know any dioceses on the top of my head that do it, but it's, so it's technically, it's not an ordination. So right. the laity are able to, to, uh, engage in the ministry of lector and, and, yeah. and acolyte, um, so that's and that's a whole discussion. That's that's kind of another whole can of worms. But yeah, uh, but yeah, no, it's and it's an important. It's a task that yeah, it's like like we said, it's just kind of not just for the priest. It's not just for the priest to be living in the Word of God and to yeah. to be proclaiming it. It's really a responsibility for all of us, yeah. laity and and clergy. It's um, because uh, at the end of the day, we we all have received the uh you know, the evangelical missionary mandate of Christ to go right. out and proclaim the gospel to all nations and baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So mm -hmm. it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's certainly, it's, it's not a task that's just for the priest. And I think that's, right. it's an important way to look at, you know, the being a lector. It's not, it's not like now I'm able to proclaim and now I'm able to pray with the word of God. Yeah. No, it's, it's open to all of us lady. And it's actually, it's, it's heavily encouraged. We, it's, it's, massively encouraged to continue to read scripture, to ponder on it, to meditate yeah. it, and to proclaim it to others and to teach others yeah. about it. That's yeah. it's it's a it's not a task that's just for me, it's a task for everyone. Yeah. And it's not something you can do just one day. It's it, it kind of underscore your point. Yeah. It's not something you can just come on Sunday, crack open a book and look at it. Okay, here's here's yeah, the words for no, today. It's yes. like no, it's got to be out of a flow. Yes. A constant flow. Yeah. Out of out of a prayer. Prayer requires uh, a rhythm. You know, yeah. prayer requires a yeah. certain constancy. So because yeah. there are going to be days when you wake up and or you you get to your time of prayer and you're like ah, I'm not feeling it today. You know, yeah. and and during those times you can't be like well I'm going to skip it. Yeah. You know, it's, well, it's it's uh, it's, it's uh, like what I've. I don't know if I've ever said this to you. I've said it to your sister when we were like talking about going on a run. Mm -hmm. It's like, when are you, it's like, I'm not in the mood to go running. Well, I'm not either. You, don't, you know how you get in the mood to go running? You go running. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're not in the mood mm -hmm. until you're actually, and the same goes with mm -hmm. prayer. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, I'm not in the mood to pray. Mm -hmm. You know how you get in the mood to pray? You pray. <laughs> and it gets easier once you, those, each time you, you, you hit across that wall and you're, you're, you're at that threshold. It's like, I don't really want to, but I know that I should. Yeah. If you break through that and you and you actually pray, yeah. that's that's so much that's such a graced experience and yes. it, it makes it makes coming to prayer easier each time. Yeah. Um no yeah. and it's it's all up to God in terms of what he does what he wants to give you in Correct. the in the in the time of prayer. But um Correct. But you're not gonna you, you have to put yourself in the, the 
you have to put yourself in a prayer to you receive do. those. You ha- <laughs> yeah, you have to you have to keep coming to the Lord. So you have to yeah. we have to recognize that we're not sufficient in ourselves, and yeah. and sometimes that requires times of dry prayer, and yeah. sometimes that requires times of yeah. very ecstatic and very you know yeah. very filling prayer. Yeah. Uh, but the important thing, and I hear spiritual directors say this all the time, the mo- one of the mo- the most important thing about prayer is that you show up. That's that's most of the battle. Yeah. Is is showing up, and, and it might yeah. not feel right. It might not feel good. But if you showed up. And you you honestly gave yourself in prayer. That's yeah. that's pretty much the entire battle. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, let's move on to um, because you know we were talking about the steps along the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm going to go back to you know you had the, the candidacy. Now yeah. you've now you're installed as as um, as a lector. Mm-hmm. There's another. There's a couple more steps, and so mm-hmm. you'd kind of mentioned acolytes. So go ahead and ex- ex- sure, yeah. So just kind of to give a general flow. So uh, and because I didn't know this coming into seminary, yeah, I, I, I was kind of yeah. figuring this on the fly, and it, it, it uh, all of us were. Uh, but so on the path to priesthood, there's a certain number of like little steps that you you make along the way. The final couple of steps are, are uh, ordination steps, right? Uh, but the first step uh, that we make is, is the Diocese of Gary. Now, these first three steps kind of differ in, you know, sometimes they, oh, they move around. Okay. But the very first thing that we did uh, when I transitioned from philosophy to theology is go through uh, candidacy, a candidacy mass, where I declared my intention to study more uh, uh, purposefully, intentionally for the priesthood and for the diocese as well to confirm that they were, you know, considering me very intense. Well, yeah, there was a little bit of scrutiny there yeah, in a sense, because yeah. kind of like, I'm, gonna, I'm jumping way ahead, but I know like when a priest is installed, there's a little bit of scrutiny. It's like, there is, yeah. hey, I've mm-hmm. I've looked over this person, yep. I recommend him, and there was mm-hmm. the same level of scrutiny. It wasn't like Stephen just fell off a turnip truck and yeah, it's like, yeah, hey, exactly. oh, I'll go to seminary. Yep, yeah. that's, that's exactly right. Yeah, no, so, yeah, so I've been on the turnip truck for a while, you know, so <laughs> they're like, okay, we know this guy, we know this guy. Yeah. And so so it's, it's the candidacy is both from, you know, from, my end as a seminarian to the diocese saying I'm going to very intentionally yeah. prepare the next these next four years or how many years uh, for the priesthood and then it's the diocese saying as well that they're seriously considering me as well so it's it's not it's not the priesthood it's not saying that final that final yes but it is it is an important step that's uh, very analogous to like an engagement yeah um, and then uh, the next step that that we do. Uh, is as we talked about now, lector. So mm-hmm. uh, more intentionally spending time with the Word of God, uh, more intentionally um, teaching it, preaching it, proclaiming it, uh, and then the third step is acolyte. And so that, like, what does that mean? Uh, so a- acolyte basically, <laughs> one one seminarian put it really interestingly. He, um, we uh, we went to. I was assigned to a parish with him. And he was saying, he was saying to the, there are a bunch of little kids serving in, in yeah. the sacristy before mass. And, yeah. and he said, well, I just got installed an acolyte. And you know, all the kids, you know, these are like, you know, second graders, yeah. third graders, they're all looking at him. They got his, their heads turned and they, they're like, what do you, what did you say? It's like yeah. acolyte. I'm basically like an official altar server. Yeah. And that's, it's, that's basically what it is. Yeah. Your, 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 uh, your preferred place in the liturgy is to help set up the altar and purify the vessels. And you're actually able to, um, uh, expose the blessed sacrament during uh exposition. yeah i had heard that that's yeah. that's a little more than an altar server yeah it is because it is. to me acolyte mm-hmm. means altars yeah know, back mm-hmm. back in the day mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah so you can wow 
Wow, so you can expose... Mm, you okay. can't say... There's there's certain prayers that you can't say because you're not ordained yet. You're not a priest. But okay. you do have permission to uh, expose the Blessed Sacrament. Okay. Uh, it's it's more properly your old role to do so if, if there's nobody else that's available. Right, if there's no priest available. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you, you have to go through all the permission as well. You know. It's, oh, yeah, it's, it's not it's, something you're just going to run out the back. Yeah, and, not, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you, don't, you don't run into church and, you know... <laughs> Where's my monstrance? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah, Stephen. Yeah. He grabbed so, it again. Oh gosh, yeah, no, I got you. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's acolyte. So those are the those are kind of like the first three steps that don't that aren't aren't uh, ordination, and they're called ministries. They used to be called back in the back in the back in the uh, days minor orders. There used to be oh. Um, oh, how many minor orders were there? Let's see, one, two, three, four. I think six minor orders, and then the priesthood. So there there used to be there used to be lecture and acolyte. Uh, and then there was also, you, you also got, uh, the minor order of Porter and Exorcist. Oh my gosh. So Porter, oh like, my gosh. guarding the door and, and driving out demons. And then you were also, I think, ordained a subdeacon and then a deacon and then a priest. So there were, there wow. were like seven steps along the path of the priesthood. So, but those were, so, but now, now it's more of like, these are, we're, we're installed into ministries. They aren't minor orders. They're not, this, because, because minor, because minor order says to me that they're only open to yeah. the clergy. Mm-hmm. And is that the way it used to be? It was only open to the clergy for these? Because I, um, I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's, I, I don't. Con- it's, it's got a long and storied history, and I don't necessarily know everything about it. And I don't want to say anything incorrect. Yeah, because we both know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Okay. but at the end of All the day, right, minor, they 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 drop the name minor, minor orders because it sounds like it's, it's yeah, an it's, ordination, yeah. but it's yeah. not. At the very end of the day, like ordination is when you when you when you go uh, approach for the diaconate, when you approach for the priesthood. Uh, so after you, you're installed an acolyte and elector, and you've gone through candidacy, then um, after a period of uh, continued discernment, both on the part of the diocese and the seminary and yourself, uh, you submit yourself for uh, holy orders for the deacon okay. for the diaconate. Okay. Uh, and then after deacon, it's it's the priesthood. So right. So yeah, those are those are kind of the steps, and it's it's you know it's not like a you know so I think a lot of guys think about when you know when they go to the seminary that they'll be ordained like the next day or something, but really it's <laughs> it's a really long process. It yeah, takes long, eight to six years, and there's long steps. and along yeah along the way there are little steps, and they're nice, good little even though they're not too much. You know, it's not like you know as a lector right. as a lector, uh, there's not too much more responsibilities placed on me that I haven't already. You know, I'm I'm not already responsible for as a baptized Christian. Right. Um, it is it is a nice time for like a little gut check for for yourself and a right. nice get a little gut check for the uh, for the seminary and for the diocese as well because it gives a, an opportunity to you know pause and think about okay where am I at where have I been right. uh, you know where do I need to continue to grow huh. um, and it's 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 a very blessed time to be able to like pause during those moments and, yeah. and very and it's really beautiful as well to enter very solemnly into the sacred mysteries and to be installed in the context of mass as well. And it was mm-hmm. also it was very special to be installed by Bishop McClory as well. Every yeah, school they they have different bishops come in to install. It doesn't have to be your home oh, so it doesn't have. Bishop. Yeah, that's right. Because Bishop McClory, uh, there were uh, men there who were not from the diocese. Exactly. Yeah. So he. So, then, oh, and, that's right. So on top of him installing me and Zach into the yeah uh, yeah there were other yeah. men as well. There yeah. yeah there were there were men from the diocese of uh, Lansing, the Archdiocese of Detroit, oh, of Kalamazoo. Cool. There's a bunch of bunch yeah, of guys he's keeping his eye on you, making sure you're uh, yeah he's making sure that. We're, we're here, but you know, they, they usually get, you get the young bishop in, you know, cause they're, they're yeah. a little bit more excited to, to you know, it's, it's very fancy and new, but no, uh, oh, but no it was great. It was, it was really good to have him there. It was, it was a real blessing. So he's yeah. done. So he's just got to do, you know, we, there's, there's just one more minor order. Yeah. They, uh, they that I, uh, not, like. yeah, not, sorry. The ministry, one more ministry, not minor. Order. Yeah. Yeah. One more. And then, well, and then the D and then the Yeah. So. 
Um, yeah, the, the way I also, I like the way, you, the way you said it was probably better, but the way I was thinking of it is I'm thinking it like from, like when you're working out with weights, uh, you start with the smaller ones to get used to the feel. Mm -hmm. And, you know, before you're all of a sudden, as opposed to just saying, oh, you know, here's the one at the end. You're a priest. You got all this yep. stuff. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's I, I, yeah. I like this. It's let yeah. you ease in and you're right. Mm -hmm. It's a nice gut check's a good way to say it. It's a good way to reflect. And it's like, all right, here, now I'm a lector. This is, this is part of my role. How does this feel? Am mm -hmm. I, how am I responding to this? Mm -hmm. Is this important mm -hmm. to me? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's great. That's great to hear. And it's, uh, kind of fun to discover these things with yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. Uh, yeah. Whole, uh, it, we're, um, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's a very interesting, different, different world than I expected in seminary. Yeah. So it's really interesting to kind of discover all this stuff. Yeah, and I, I love I love the way it's unfolding. Mm -hmm. So uh, same, it's very beautiful. good. Um, I think that's a I think that's a wrap here for today. And uh, who knows what uh, you're going to unfold for us? Uh, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> uh, next, I'm always looking forward to it. it's always it's a mystery. It's always something uh, something new. Well, uh, that wraps up uh, our podcast for today. Um, as I've always said, uh, we've always said there's no charge for father and dad, but uh, we do ask for one form of payment, and that's uh, if you like what you hear please tell two friends. And also, if you haven't subscribed yet uh, on your favorite service, go ahead and subscribe. That way it'll automatically download. Uh, thank you for listening, and um, we'll see you next time. He came.